welcome to Perfecting the Practice, the podcast for behavioral health providers and administrators on how practice management makes perfect. This podcast is brought to you by Therapy Brands, a collection of the best of the best behavioral health practice management, telehealth, and data collection tools. Our team is here to help you expand the reach and impact of your practice. My name is Sage, and I'm a member of the Therapy Brands team. I have a background in mental health administration, having previously worked as a practice manager and insurance biller before joining Therapy Brands. I've seen firsthand the ways in which the right techniques and tools can make all the difference when it comes to successfully running a practice. From getting clients in the door to getting paid for your services, there are so many moving parts to keeping a therapy practice in good health. In today's episode, we're talking about the future relationship between technology and healthcare administration. In today's world, it is near impossible to operate any kind of recovery, rehabilitation, or behavioral health organization without using technology. Electronic billing is required by some insurance companies, the demand for telehealth is on the rise, and the ability to operate effectively is now hinged on using a powerful EHR. Technology has a hand in how practices manage patient data, access operational analytics, distribute payroll, comply with industry regulations, and more. We'll be joined by industry expert Allison Milan to have a conversation about the importance of technology in healthcare and what we are expecting to see in the future. My name is Allison Milam, and I've been a BCBA since 2015, practicing in the field up until the spring of 2021. And currently, I'm in training to be a product owner for the ABA products at Therapy Brands. And that helps to make sure that our practice management systems and our data collection software is kept up to date and relevant for our customers. How did you make the transition from working as a provider to working in the vendor of the software space? I've been working as an ABA provider for about seven years now. And kind of through the transition of seeing how many different software programs there were, especially during COVID, the pandemic with telehealth and everything, I realized that I could use my certification and training to do pretty much different types of work. And so I decided to branch out and look into the technology space because I've always enjoyed using those ABA products when I was in the field. And I thought, well, maybe they would like someone, you know, with my expertise that was in the field to help keep the products relevant. So I started looking for different job opportunities and I was able to find something like that at Therapy Brands. So I was really excited to be given that opportunity. That's so cool. I know that we benefit enormously anytime we have anyone on the team who has a background in either providing care or working on the practice management end of things. It makes a world of difference when we have that kind of perspective on the team. So I know we're all glad to have you. Yeah, excited to be here. observed about the way that the EHR industry has evolved over the years? 
there definitely has been a lot of growth, especially in the last two years with the pandemic. We've had to rely even more heavily on software and EHR products, especially going into even more telehealth. But what I've seen is a big explosion in the types of products offered. There are so many different ones to choose from. And on one hand, that can be you know overwhelming for a provider to make a choice on which program they would like to go with. But on the other hand, it kind of helps drive at least us at Therapy Brands to always stay ahead of the curve and look for ways to stay relevant in the industry. I've also seen you know a lot more access that's been given with these products over the years. Like now, you don't just need a full size computer to operate them. You can pull them up on your iPad or your cell phone, and there's offline use which is really important in the field. They've become more user-friendly and a lot more people are starting to use these products as well. Also, like there are more products that are offering the telehealth as a service, which I think is really important. I just feel like there's been a big explosion, especially over the past few years. Agreed. And I think this is the case for every industry, but especially in the world of healthcare. Whenever you have a market saturation in an industry, it puts the power in the hands of the consumer. Because once there's that many choices on the market, the consumer really gets to drive what changes are being made, what improvements are being added on, recommendations and suggestions and improvement suggestions are really taken seriously when they come from the providers who are working with these softwares because now the businesses who provide these softwares are competing in a whole new way. And so I think it ends up being a benefit to the provider to have that market saturation drive that kind of innovation. Exactly. Yeah. How have you seen EHR technology improve the lives of practitioners, healthcare administrators, and even the patients? Well, as far as practitioners, I can definitely see how it's helped with the data collection side of things as far as making it easier to run even more efficient sessions because you have everything you need right there for what that client is working on. You don't have to think you know, in your head, what are the skills that this client's working on again? You have everything right there. You can see how many trials you've ran, where they're at, what they did at their last session, and all the information is at your fingertips. I think one of the most important things about using these systems is it allows for, especially the people in charge of creating the plans, it allows them to make quicker changes on the treatment plan because they don't have to wait to go back to their computer or go back to their paper and graph the data. It's graphed for them automatically and they can see if what they're doing is working or not. And if they see that it's not working, they can make those changes in a much more timely manner. I also feel like that can be critical as far as other practices like in the mental health space. Let's say there's like a patient that has suicidal or homicidal ideations. That information can be communicated to the right person in a much more timely manner when you're using those systems and that can help make those changes you know, a lot quicker. In that case, you know, time is of the essence. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as for patients, the technology can be useful not only to send them maybe automated appointment reminders, and that helps keep them more consistent on their treatment plan, making sure that they're keeping up with their appointments correctly instead of just kind of like falling off the map with that. And also there's ways that parents can stay more involved in their child's treatment plan because they can pull up those systems if there's like a parent portal and see the progress that their child is making 
And it's just, once again, like quicker to communicate when there are changes when you're using those systems. I feel like for the administrators, it's really helpful because not only does it help keep you on track with, okay, I've got some authorization deadlines coming up. We need to ask for more services. But it helps automate if you have certifications expiring for staff. You don't have to keep all that information in your head. And also, especially with billing, I really feel like it helps them get more of their revenue back because you have those systems looking for the whole revenue cycle and they're uh, monitoring that process for you. So it just seems like it helps less balls to be dropped overall when you're using these automated systems to help you with all of these things that you have to keep track of when you're running a business. most surprised you in your career working at the intersection between software and behavioral health? Well, I've definitely got to see a kind of before and after for me because one of my first jobs in the field, we were using paper data and we didn't really have a software management system. Mm -hmm. And I looked at what I was able to accomplish with my sessions then versus after. I was working at companies that used software programs And I felt like I was a lot more effective and able to do my job better because I could design programs and see the whole entire picture of what was going on. Plus, I had those graphs immediately there so I could make those decisions more quickly. I was also surprised at how much more I was able to accomplish during the day just because of the way they were set up. I could run more trials in a session. I felt more organized when I was working with a kid. And I also felt like I was better at training my staff on how to run sessions because I could refer them to, let's say, the software that I was using for that session in order to help them see the bigger picture on things. When I was also scheduling appointments, like in the clinical setting, Pulling up those calendar appointments, I could see where we had open gaps in scheduling so we could fill the clinic up and use that space better. Mm -hmm. So that really helped as well. And it helped me be more efficient with making sure I wasn't missing deadlines on reports. Do you remember when you were working on the practitioner side of things, what parts of the EHR system you ended up relying on the heaviest? I used the graphing features a lot because I was in charge of keeping their programs up to date. So I was constantly pulling up graphs to see, was this behavior decreasing? Were they actually increasing in this skill? I also relied heavily on the automatic mastery feature because I didn't have time to necessarily go in and manually look at each target to see if it had been mastered or not. So the fact that it would automatically tell me, okay, this one has been mastered. I could go in really quickly and open up the next target. So that was really helpful as well. Sounds like it. see the EHR industry going in the future? I definitely think there will continue to be an expansion of different types of services offered 
with telehealth, kind of like how during COVID we saw how many more jobs could be done remotely that we didn't realize. We also saw how many more therapy services could be done via telehealth and still be effective. So I don't think that that's going to go away anytime soon. We're just going to learn more effective ways that we can deliver those services to other people. And I think that will help open up an even bigger client base to other individuals that before that had barriers to receiving services such as they weren't able to travel to you know their nearest area or they had issues with scheduling so it just opens up a whole new client base and kind of furthers the mission of serving the underserved with using this telehealth feature one of those areas is it can open up access to more rural areas as long as they have the internet feature I kind of feel like that's going to be the main thing that we're going to be focusing on. And as EHRs come to be so ubiquitous within the behavioral healthcare industry, what are you really hoping to see from the future of practice management software? I know that telehealth is of interest to you. And are there other things that you're really hoping to see an expansion on? So uh, I really like the idea of using data analytics, basically where systems can take all of the data from that business and then create custom reports so they can see how their business is doing overall. And I think it would be great that we, I mean, this is already being done, but just continue to do on a larger scale, use that data analytic information to help scale and grow the companies and help them be successful. So knowing, you know, okay, you want to get bigger here's this data that we've collected from this information you gave us. And then we're going to use that to help set goals for your company so that you can continue to grow and see your areas, your strengths and your weaknesses, kind of like prevent time for them searching through several things to find it, like having it all on one screen. So I really think that's something that, you know, we've been diving into more and that would be really exciting to continue. So basically, it just becomes like an integral tool for decision-making that the businesses use. So we're not just there storing information, we're there helping them make their biggest decisions for their company. And I think that as these progressions are made within the EHR and practice management software spaces, there can come to be more and more of a partnership between the provider's and the software creators and developers. And we can continue to foster that collaboration and the kind of healthy push-pull between what the software is capable of doing and what the providers need the software to do and kind of see it go in this positive direction with that relationship. Yes, absolutely. What, if anything, are you worried about as you look to the future of EHRs? One thing is... uh... We don't want to become too reliant on a system and because we do know that there's going to be failures. You're going to have power loss. You're going to have the internet go out. You're going to have the system down. So there need to be always backup plans in place so that your business doesn't just come to like a screeching halt when these things happen. So even though it's good, like for example, that the systems can graph a behavior for you automatically. You still need to know as a behavior analyst, for example, how you can graph something on paper or how you can graph something on Excel because these are just core foundational principles that you need to know in general. Just like, you know, with a calculator. Calculators are great, but you also need to know how to add if you're in a pinch. So I think that's something to 
always think of is always have a backup in mind so that you can still run your business efficiently if you have something that has went down for the day. It's always a concern about HIPAA as hackers get more and more familiar with these systems, being able to access the data, especially since it's all in one place. So we're always having to stay you know, a step ahead of them to make sure that they don't get access to those systems. But with there being several employees that can have access, you know, one thing could go wrong and there could be data breaches. So it's just important for companies to kind of really stay on top of the correct protocols on permissions for who has what permissions for their company and making sure that they train their staff knowing the correct ways that they need to use the software to prevent those HIPAA violations. So thinking about the future of EHRs, the things we're worried about, the things we're excited about, and the ways that we've seen growth happen even in just the last few years, especially accelerated by the pandemic, what would you want our listeners to walk away from this episode thinking about or remembering? Technology and new systems, they definitely can be scary. We know how much of a headache it can be to learn new technologies. But I would say that these systems and using technology, especially in the therapeutic space, is not going anywhere anytime soon. And if you want to be able to provide the best services for your patients, it's important to adopt a helpful and a useful program for you because it will benefit you in the long run. There you know, will be a learning curve and headaches along the way, but it will be worth it. And it's something that will help your business grow in the future. Absolutely. And I think that as the software space inevitably shapes the healthcare industry, and as the healthcare industry continues to shape how our software evolves, that partnership can only continue to strengthen and grow and work to everybody's advantage. And so I think that that ultimately, this is the final episode of the season, actually. And so I think it's a great note to end on for this season is that as we look forward, the thing that we can all keep in mind, both on the software side and the provider side and for the administrators and even for the patients, is that the more collaboration, the more we're talking to each other, the more peer-to-peer interaction and asking questions and getting answers and helping each other grow that there is in this space, the better off we're all going to be. Yes, definitely. That's why I was so excited to see that therapy brands wanted to hire someone that has been in the field. And I'm honored to be here to represent people that are in the field and so that we keep those technology and that software relevant and helpful to them. So I am looking forward to continuing that partnership and that collaboration. Me as well. You know, I used to work in practice management before I came to the therapy brands team. And it is a part of why I was hired was because I had a lot of background, especially in insurance billing and practice management. I think that that's something that therapy brands is really holding as a core tenant of belief across all of our brands, across all of our initiatives is to include the end users in every decision-making process along the way and to bring people onto the team who have that perspective from the other side to keep us heading in the right direction and make sure that at the end of the day, we are 
keeping in mind and prioritizing the people whose lives we are directly impacting with this work. Yes, exactly. It's very exciting to be a part of. It is. Well, thank you so much, Allison. It's been so great talking with you. And I'm so appreciative of you spending your time imparting your wishes and dreams for the future of the EHR space with us. (laughs) Yes, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Perfecting the Practice, the podcast for behavioral health providers and administrators on how practice management makes perfect. If you've enjoyed this season of Perfecting the Practice, please consider subscribing and maybe even leaving a review. It helps other listeners like you find us. Thanks again for listening. Bye for now.